Help, I got a Mac podcast episode number 53. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Help, I Got a Mac. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. And I'm Chris Biting. And we are here to answer all of your Mac questions or to discuss all things Mac or even iPhone, Apple product related. What actually, we'll just talk general technology sometimes. But the show is devoted to the brand new Mac user or those who are recently considering the fact that uh, that Vista really does suck, and it is the millennium of <laughs> of the 21st century. Windows uh, LME I, of the new LME. Uh, you know what? I'm not gonna I'm not gonna hate on on Vista anymore. I will. That's <laughs> okay. That's cool. Because <laughs> but yeah, so, so, sometimes the wheels fall completely off the bus, or the train falls off the rails, or whatever metaphor you want to use. Sometimes we'll talk about just random stuff. Exactly. But mo- most of the time, the podcast is dedicated to the new Mac user or someone thinking about becoming a Mac user. Very cool. I, we just in the chat room. I see that uh, Stephen Cross just signed in. He says that he is listening and watching "Help I Got a Mac" right while riding the train from New York to Boston using his uh, Verizon EVDO. How awesome nice. is that? Man, that's so cool. That is cool. <laughs> is is EVDO is that like is that similar or is it better or is it worse? Do you, do you know anything how that compares to like the three G network of uh, of uh, AT and T? Yeah, there's there's different types of of three G networks. There's HSDPA, which is what AT and T uses, and then there's EVDO, which is what Verizon uses, and I, I think Sprint uses it too. Um, generally, if you're a G uh, GSM network, which is what the the cell network that uh, T-Mobile and AT and T use, HSDPA is kind of your your network for data. And uh, yeah, it's comparable. I think Verizon's probably a little faster. I think AT and T caps it at like one point five megabits down in theory. Mm-hmm. And I think Evdo's a little faster. Cool. Well, I any have we heard anything else about this tethering? Because I've I've been waiting for it. I've been looking out for it even, and I haven't, I haven't heard. heard haven't heard a word yet. Probably, you know what? I'm guessing now that it's so far into the year, we're probably not going to hear anything anything until next year. You think so, huh? Steve's going to need something to talk about next month. That's this is true. I, I don't know if is hey AT and going to charge. I, that's what I was just thinking. I don't know if I don't know if Steve's going to get up there and go, "Hey, AT and T wants to charge you thirty dollars to, to tether your data." Yeah, it's probably not a big like talking ooh, point. Ooh, I'll think, yeah, yeah. That that's that's not the kind of talking point he's used to sharing. So exactly so uh yeah I, i'm actually looking for it but there is some uh n- some new information that's out there some some big stuff in apple let's go ahead and just uh get the apple stuff out of the way so we can finish our chit chat sure <laughs> <laughs> uh earlier uh well about midweek last week uh apple uh tv 2.3 update came out and uh if you had a like as i call it jailbroken apple tv where you installed applications like boxy or, or neato tv uh, that was wiped out completely. And I am happy to report that as of today, Boxy has announced that they are now supporting the Apple TV 2.3 software. So if you updated your Apple TV like accidentally, you're like, oh, and then you lost all that cool stuff. Uh, if you go to boxy.tv, there's a whole set of instructions on how to re 
jailbreak your Apple TV to, to free it from uh, the Steve's uh, socialist uh, uses. Listen to you. <laughs> when, when it comes to when it comes to jailbreaking, I, I I I fully support it. There you go. So so let me ask you this: Did, Do you have the option as an Apple TV user to to tell it to not update automatically? And you you take, do so that's good. So so basically, if if you're if you happen to jailbreak your Apple TV, so you can play all kinds of really cool media that you download from the net or whatever the case may be. Uh, then you have then what I would suggest doing is setting that to a manual setting so that it mm-hmm. never automatically updates for you. And my suggestion is never update, never upgrade until you've checked with Boxy or whatever other software you're using to to jailbreak your system until you know for a fact that that it's it's up and running and with the new version or the firmware. Yeah, if you use something like ATV Flash, which you can get uh, from Apple Core, it's like fifty bucks a year. You get like continuous updates and stuff there's actually an option to disable the automatic update in there so like i didn't even see an update come through my apple tv the problem with not updating your apple tv is if you rent a lot of movies from the apple tv there's a good chance that they updated something in there you know to coincide with like an update with with a uh, itunes which iTunes. did update last week too and a lot of times you can't rent movies or or you know, if you bought a movie on your on itunes you can't play it on your apple tv until you update the software very cool so the the rule of thumb is if you have like Boxy or something like that, wait until they make an update for the new like you know the new version of the Apple TV software. And then once it happens, go ahead and update and then re jailbreak your Apple TV and you're good to go. Right now, it looks like we have uh, some new folks in the chat room here. It looks like your wife Emily has joined us. Hello, Emily. Oh, hey. And it looks like Tommy, Andrea, and also we have uh, Brent Irwin in the chat room. So welcome, and he says he loves Boxy as well. Always Boxy. Ex- yeah, just just for those who don't know what it is, what what Boxy, what's that? Uh, what it is, it's a piece of software that runs. You can run it on your Mac. Now it is a closed alpha, so you have to be invited from someone who has bo- Boxy. So if you send me an email, at Chris at uh, gspn.tv, I, I can send you an invite. Um, what it does is it, it's kind of a replacement for the front row software that's on your Mac or on your Apple TV, and lets you play cool things like Hulu and movies you know that you rip off your dvds and stuff like that you can play that through boxy and it, it's really really cool so it just gives you more functionality for your apple tv absolutely and also welcome to kylie mack who is also in the chat room as well looks like we have a pretty large crowd actually this evening with 15 people in there actually i'd be 13 minus myself and you so uh very good crowd here on monday evening every monday evening monday nights at uh what is it seven o'clock Help 7 o'clock I, Eastern Time. Help, I got a Mac over at gspn.tv slash live. Uh, for those of you who are listening via the podcast, if you ever want to know when we do our live show uh, or any of our other live shows, go to gspn.tv slash calendar and you will be able to find us. So yep. uh, iPhone 2.2 and also, you know, it, it's kind of unfair. I, I feel bad for iPod touch people because it's always iPhone 2.2. It's never it's it's never like iPod touch 2.2 and iPhone 2.2. It's just always iPhone. Well, sometimes they get gimped features and stuff like that. Like uh, with this new 2.2 software, which came out on Friday, it was it was kind of expected that, and we talked about it on the show that it was going to come out probably within 10 days or so. And for it to come out on Friday was a nice surprise. It was kind of like you know a mini Christmas for me that you know all of a sudden, boom, there's all this new stuff comes out for your iPhone, and it kind of makes it feel like a fresh new phone again. 
Absolutely. In fact, I, I, we're going to talk about all the different features. I want to leave the podcasting stuff for last because I want to talk about the good stuff. And I want to hear your thoughts and opinions on it while we welcome Christina, Tommy, and Patrick to the chat room. I see they're uh, in their chat and welcome everybody. So um, let's talk about these. You have a you have a few listed things now. The first one, what what do you have listed first there, Chris? Uh, Google Street View, and uh, really just an improvement to the Google Maps on the iPhone is one of the huge updates. Uh, Google Street View, uh, what that is is Google commissioned a bunch of these. Um, cars generally they were like volkswagen beetles with like little cameras and gps units to the top of them and what it did is it just went through drove around the streets of of most major cities and just took pictures of the surroundings so if you drop a pin you know you type out an address and you drop a pin on google street uh in in google maps you'll see the address with the pin you'll see a little pop-up and you'll see a little a little circle with like a like a person or something in it, which basically means, hey, this is the view of if you're walking down the street. You click on it, and it does this cool, like, zoom kind of special effect on the map, and then all of a sudden it brings up the street view. And you can see what, it, what that point on the map looks like if you were standing on the street. And you can flip it, you know, flick it around and up and down and all sorts of stuff. It's very, very cool. The other big update they did to Google Maps is walking directions. So because, you know, when you, when you route from one point of the city to another, it's going to take you through highways and, and major roadways and stuff like that. If you do this, the, the walking directions, it's going to take you through side streets and things like that, so it's faster for you. Another thing they added was um, public transit information. So if you want to know bus routes and train routes and things like that, if you live in a city that has you know, really good public transportation, Cincinnati doesn't, but you know, if you live like in a San Francisco or London or something like that, you can get train times and bus times and the current fare for for those trips so it's really really big google maps update for the iphone very cool now here's the thing i i'm glad that we have this help i got a mac podcast because i heard about this google street view and i couldn't figure out in the world how in the world to get it to go into street view you know i i kind of zoomed into where my area is which i happen to know my house is on you know street on street view it's on on google maps and i could not find any option in here for the view of um you know how to do the street view but so you have to have a push pin first mm-hmm. yeah. okay so you have to do a push pin and then of course i had a push pin and then um you know i didn't see you know i would have never known to look for the little hap or the little uh the little man inside the circle in fact it's, i see the little man inside the circle on the left hand side and i see my street address and it's got a little arrow and if i click on the arrow of course it tells me more about that address but uh to know i mean i did not know that you click on the little guy to see the street view i think that that's not quite user intuitive but but now that i know it now it's awesome i'm i'm sitting here i am actually looking at um my neighborhood and it looks like i can oh dude that is so cool yeah the effect of it actually like zooming in and going to street view is is just awesome it's just it's just a big bag of eye candy yeah the, dude i'm telling you this is awesome it, it this is a great feature and uh i hope that they they fix that so that um that that people will be able to see it kind of just bump because I, I i was actually looking for it and yeah, I was trying to pull the page. You know, you do that little page curl, and you can do the list. And yeah, yeah. They, they, I, I should, I, I would suspect they'll probably put some kind of option in there at some point. Yeah, you know? I mean, the, this is obviously the first version of of the Google Street View, and 
but it's pretty cool. It is very cool. I'm I'm glad I'm glad we had this because I was about ready to say it's like I can't find Street View on mine. But now <laughs> not, I see not, it. Not all streets, you know, in the area. Like like my street that I live on is a dead end street, so the the car didn't drive drive down my street. Dude, just kind of a bummer because I can't see my cool house. They you know? just they were hungry and they headed for the border. They went to Taco Bell. <laughs> All right, so um, let's see here. Google Street. So Google Maps had some upgrades, very cool stuff. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about autocorrection for a little bit. Yeah, now I, I, I don't have a problem with autocorrection. It, most of the time, everything that I type is fixed by autocorrection because I, I have giant fat sausage fingers, and I'm typing away really, really fast on the iPhone, and it's correcting everything I'm typing. So for me, I... I it, it wasn't that wasn't a big deal. I know for you, you love the option of turning that off. So well, have you have you done it yet? I did, and here here's my deal. I, it's not necessarily turning it off doesn't fix it because I there are some things that I love that it does. Uh, every now and then, you can sit there and you accidentally type, you know, the first letter of a seven word letter or seven seven letter word incorrectly and if you type all the other letters you know that you can continue to type and it's going to fix it for you right right okay so i love i love that it does that however there are some words that you know you type exactly the way you want and and you don't want it to change and as soon as you hit space even though you you did type it correctly um you have to go back and 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 then all of a sudden redo the entire word over so so it's not so much that I want to turn it off because I actually ended up turning it back on. Yeah. What, well, see, I, I when I'm typing, if I notice it's going to correct something and I don't want it to, it for me, it's not a big deal to just tap up to that little X where it's going to autocorrect and it'll just keep on going. This is true. However, I would like it to do the other first, I guess. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I would like it to say, okay, you're about ready to type this incorrectly. Um, you know, here's what I suggest it should be. And if I think it's right, go ahead and yet say yes, go ahead and confirm. I don't know if they, if they had the option to do that, you know, and, and to switch back and forth be, before, you know, automatically update autocorrection or manually update autocorrection. You know, if that was an option, that would be kind of like the best of both worlds kind of thing. Yeah. I don't know. But cause, because I, I guess I kind of got used to it putting in the apostrophes in there and, and stuff like that. I don't find it correcting as much as I do putting just the right capitalization and and apostrophes in the I'm and we're going to the store. You know, I hate to hit that little shift key and go find the right apostrophe and then go back and finish typing. Yeah, I yeah. don't know. It, who? Who? You, I don't think you can make anybody happy with the thing. No, uh, no, it's as good as it can be, really. Uh, with more options, I think it'd be better. But Apple's not about more options. <laughs> no, it's all about what they think is right for you. That's right. So anyway, let's yeah, see the next, here. Uh, yeah, the next new feature is an updated Safari. So, what, what's new in Safari other than the uh, menu bar? That's all that it looks like on the outside. I believe there's probably a lot of bug fixes and stuff like that under the hood. But yeah, the, the big thing is that built that integrated Google search right which it was there normally. If you tapped address, you know, it'd come up and you do a Google a Google search below it. But it's just kind of all in one bar now. Is it me or is it just a little ugly? It's weird. I, don't, I wouldn't say it's ugly. It's just weird. Yeah, I'm, it, 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 I'm not used to seeing square and then oval, or you know, rectangle and then oval. 
Yeah, yeah it should be two ovals like Firefox. Yeah, so, so, you know, go with yeah, exactly. Go with the ovals or go with go with the uh, the rectangle, one or the other. But it, it's just it, yeah, it's just like Safari. I mean, if you you know if you launch your Safari browser, it's oh, I didn't know. I I never launched my Safari browser. <laughs> <laughs> oh well. So that's that's the majority of the of the updates, and uh, of course, if you had a jailbroken phone like I did, it wiped out the jailbreak. So, oh, did it? Yeah, but then two days later, they they released the new jailbreak, so I re-jailbroke my phone. Very cool. Oh, All yeah. right. So, are you ready for my my review of the podcasting feature? Yes, and then uh, we'll talk about my, and then I'll uh, I'll talk about my experience too because I've right. used it a couple times. So. Carry on, a wayward son. All right. So uh, here we go. iPhone 2.2 feature seriously flawed is my review. Uh, It says podcasts are now available for download in iTunes application over Wi-Fi and cellular network. That's exactly how it was phrased in the update information. Now, uh, I think it's totally awesome. First of all, I, I, I have not yet tried to download a podcast via Edge. Have you? Uh, it's limited to only to ten gig. Okay, so okay. I, 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 if I was downloading like a fifty meg podcast over Edge, I'd probably want to punch myself in the face. Gotcha. So, so it is ten meg. Is that both? Is that three G and Edge? It is. Oh, okay. Well, that that anyway. I was just gonna well, the say, reason is that they don't want you bumping up against your five gig because, as you may or may not know, AT and T does have a five gig cap on your data. Do they have a five gig cap? Yeah. Do they, do they charge? That, do they charge you or do they just shut you down? I think they either shut, I think they give you a stern warning and or maybe shut you down. I don't think they overcharge you. I hate the word unlimited data and then you tell me you're going to shut me down. That, that just bugs the crud out of me. Yeah. Because I have an unlimited data plan is what I have. <laughs> yeah, try to sell it to the cable companies. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. So um, here, here's the thing. This is a couple things that I don't like about the application. First of all, I hate and despise that I am fumbling between two applications. So if, you know, my, here's my, here was my expectation. When you're in the iPod functionality and it says get more episodes, I expected to hit get more episodes, watch the little refresh screen, and then to have little grayed out options below the episodes that are currently on my iPod. And then the option to push get to download yeah. that into my iPod, and then as soon as it's downloaded, it would finish the little you know the little um, you know working icon, and then mm-hmm. it would all of a sudden just show up and appear right under the episode that was there previously. Yeah, that would be a good way, but it doesn't do that. <laughs> it doesn't. Instead, what it does is it takes you to it closes your iPod. Uh, fun, uh, app and it and it opens the iTunes application, a separate application, mm-hmm. and chances are um, you may have subscribed to that particular podcast using the iTunes Store. Basically, going and browsing for a podcast in the iTunes Store and opening it up and clicking that subscribe button. However. Uh, and, and if you did that, then what it's going to do is it's going to take you to the podcast page of in, in iTunes for that for that particular podcast, and it will give you a list of podcasts. It will not, however, give you the list of the most recent up-to-date podcasts. It will only give you the list of podcasts as of the last time 
the iTunes store went and looked at your RSS feed. So, oh. so here's the deal. If I release a podcast, if I release help, I got a Mac at, at eight Oh five PM. Okay. It could be possible that iTunes will not show episode. What are we on? 53 episode yeah. 53 in the iTunes store until eight Oh five AM Tuesday morning. Now, why is that? Because it only they only randomly go in and refresh all the feeds. They don't consistently stay automatically synced to all the RSS feeds that are showing there. So basically, what what it is is you know how when you go to when you're subscribed to a podcast, you can tell iTunes to go. Once you're actually subscribed in iTunes, you can tell it to go check the RSS feed once every hour, once every twenty four hours. Yeah, I just really manually hit refresh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and you know what? It's and 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 that's really cool when it's you that want to do that. You know, because right. you get to choose when to do it, but you, but we don't have the ability to go in and tell iTunes to refresh our feed. Because if we did, I would go in and say, "Okay, I just released this episode of Help I Got a Mac. I want to go in and tell iTunes to immediately go and refresh my feed, so people can have access to it immediately." So, so you're saying that the 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 podcast app doesn't refresh when you go to the actual like podcast page that's correct the, the i the itunes listing is not consistently syncing with your feed it checks your feed a couple times a day really mm-hmm. even when you go even when you go to the page even when you go to the page so if i was if if i was to list a uh list a podcast in my rss feed it'd be available to immediately to people who are downloading who are subscribed to the rss feed but if you mm-hmm. go into iTunes, it still doesn't show there yet until they check the feed again, and then it'll show it. Oh, they globally check the feed for everybody. Mm-hmm. And it's probably I would think it's probably an hourly thing or something. I would think they'd be doing it. It's not hourly. Doing. It's not hourly yeah. because yeah, when when the most frustrating thing is you know you're doing consulting work. I'm doing consulting work for people, and they want to update the the image that shows up in their iTunes store. Mm-hmm. You know, in their iTunes page, and so basically you change the feed, and it, it sometimes can take eight hours before that's updated. Yeah, and, and it's it they it's just they need to have something to where you can act, manually ping iTunes so that it'll go and refresh that page. Yeah, you know what? I, this is it's it's obvious that you know this is version one point of the podcasting feature. I'm I'm just very happy that they have it. Mm-hmm. You know, like today I. I you know, my laptop was in my bag. I was packed up, ready to go. And I'm like, oh, I forgot to get, uh, you know, this week in tech. So I hurried up, went to it, found it, hit the download button, finished, you know, like brushing my teeth and stuff like that. You know, when I grabbed my phone, boom, it was in there. Right. To me, that that was exactly the way I expected it to work. So, um, that, so yeah. for the way I use it, I, I guess it works just fine. So I don't really have a, a gripe as far as I'm concerned, but well, you know, he, I'm, not, he, I'm not everybody. So. Well, here's the thing. What if, what if Leo Laporte says on Twitter, just, just released this week in tech episode, such and such, and mm-hmm. you go and check iTunes and it's not there. That's what I'm saying I, for, yeah, for three more that, hours. Yeah. That'd be annoying. Yeah, that, see, that's what I'm talking about. And so most of the time, well, I, but most of the shows I listen to, I guess they release them like in the middle of the night or something. So by right. the time I wake up in the room, because that's generally 99% of the time when I'm syncing a podcast, it's going to be in the morning. Mm-hmm. So, so from a show like the night before or something. Right. 
So so here here's the other problem, okay? So the, they're taking the RSS feed out of the equation as the big issue here. So it so when you click get more episodes, it's not checking the RSS feed. It's checking the iTunes store to see what they have. So here's the big problem. I, iTunes created and Apple created this protocol for a one-click subscription model. Have you heard of this? What was that now? Oh, it's called a one-click podcast subscription. So you can go to uh, somebody's website and click on subscribe using iTunes, and it's one-click, boom, you're installed. Let me tell you. Oh, that's yeah, it, it, by default, this is what happens. You you go to you get submitted, you get your podcast submitted to iTunes, which I suggest mm-hmm. everybody do. And so basically what happens is you go once you're approved and you're listed in the iTunes store, you can right click and then all of a sudden you have your URL that is like you know apple.phobos. You know what phobos.apple.com slash and some long URL that takes them to your store your page in the iTunes store. Does that you follow me so far? Yeah. So basically they click okay, I want to subscribe to this podcast. They click this and then it opens iTunes and it takes them to your podcast page. And then of course, by default, they would look at your page and then they would have to click subscribe. So, so they'd have to hit two buttons and I know that sounds, so, but there's, there's a, there's a, um, there's a way for you to, instead of having it linked to that page in iTunes, you can actually have your RSS feed, and instead of having, like, for example, Help I Got a Mac is probably, I think it's, um, let me just check real quick. Help I Got a Mac. Uh, public site, and I'm going to click on subscribe, and I am going to pull up and find out what our RSS feed is here. Of course, everybody's hitting our site pretty heavy right now, so. Uh, but anyway, it's going to be feeds. It's going to be http colon slash slash feeds dot feedburner dot com slash, and it's probably help. I got a Mac all spelled out. Mm-hmm. But if you want to, you can actually instead of putting http, you can actually use itpc colon slash slash, and it stands for iTunes protocol. And what this does is it allows the people when they click on it instead of hyperlinking to the actual RSS feed, it tells it to open up iTunes. And if you ever have you ever manually subscribed to a podcast on iTunes? Yeah. You go into podcast and then you go up and you click advanced and you hit subscribe to an i subscribe to podcast and then you paste in the URL. Oh no, I've never done that. I just. I, I just browse through the podcasts and iTunes and hit the subscribe button. <laughs> well, the thing is, is chances are you might eventually come to a place where you've went to somebody's website for a podcast and you said subscribe to iTunes and it didn't take you to the iTunes store. Instead, it immediately put that um, podcast right into your podcast directory inside of uh, iTunes. So so it's, oh, okay. it's, it's one simple click. Boom, you're immediately subscribed and it starts downloading. Here's what happens with this this get more episodes. So if and of course this is how I subscribe to all of my podcasts until this morning. Uh, basically, <laughs> basically I go in and do advanced subscriptions. And if you click on get more episodes, it does not take you to that RSS feed. It doesn't take you even if that RSS feed is registered with iTunes. It's going to take you to the main podcasting page and show you everybody else's podcast that's featured. 
but hmm. it, but it doesn't take you to help I got a Mac. It would have taken you to the main directory. And that's frustrating. Yeah. So anyway, so basically what I had to do is I, I unsubscribed from all my podcasts. I had to go through and look them all up in the uh, Apple iTunes store. And then now if I click get new episodes, it will take me to the right place in iTunes. I, it, it's just all backwards. That's all. Yeah. It's all backwards. I, I know that I took a long time <laughs> talking about it. But anyway, and then, of course, uh, I, I did have a problem where it wasn't syncing back episodes back to the computer. But I'm told that once I update to 8.02 of iTunes, it will. So and I just did yeah, that today. It, I downloaded this week and take it. It looked like it moved it over to, uh, to the, to the uh, iTunes, which is cool. So the only I mean, all in all, there are some issues, but. Yeah, you know, it's pretty cool, dude. No, it it is. I I know I lost everybody. Uh, what I was talking about there, but not everybody. But but it's a little 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 inside baseball. It is. But the thing is, is that uh, it, it, podcasting is all about RSS feeds, not a directory. And I just think that they should have stuck with RSS feed to go get new information. But anyway, anywho, anywho, maybe I should have just shared all that in the podcast answer, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway so uh what else do we have anything um I, this is something i just i just found this can i kind of talk about it real quick sure i guess every week um itunes does does kind of a special like little sales kind of things they have albums for under five dollars movies for under five dollars and tv seasons for under under ten dollars so uh, right now I'm just looking at movies for under five dollars. Let me let me tell you what they got. What they got now? These are not to rent; these are to buy. Okay. So they got uh, Shakespeare in Love. I feel like that kind of stuff. Uh, Goodwill Hunting. Wow, that's not Rambo. Bad I know Rambo First Blood, which is kind of classic. You know, you drew First Blood. Um, the next one, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? One of my most favorite movies of all time. I love that soundtrack. Uh, Groundhog Day, another movie that is pretty awesome. The Rock, which is a good Michael Bay flick. Armageddon, another Go America Michael Bay flick. Um, High Fidelity, which is a classic movie, especially if you're like a music nerd. Stick It, I don't know what that is. I guess it's about like something or other. And then my favorite here, Barbie and the Nutcracker. Barbie and the Nutcracker. But seriously, if you're, if you're you know, this, it, this really beats going to the bargain bin at like a Walmart, digging through the, digging through the stuff to find like a $5 disc. You know, you don't have to leave your house. So if you're looking to get movies, this is just a, a, a cool little thing that I just kind of saw. I heard about this, but it's a, uh, yeah, movies for under five bucks. I thought that was kind of cool. That is pretty cool. Now, what is this playing with IntelliScreen? IntelliScreen. Okay. Uh, I jailbroke my phone yesterday because, you know, I, I there, there, there's a little part of me that doesn't like that Apple and Steve dictate to me what I, what I can and can't do, especially on things that I bought. Right? Right. Okay. So I jailbroke my phone, and there's this program that I'm playing with called IntelliScreen. And what it does is, you know, your lock screen, when you, when you turn on, when you have an iPhone and you turn it on, there's the screen that shows your battery indicator, like, you know, or your wallpaper, and it's got the time, and it says slide to unlock, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. What IntelliScreen does is allow you to see things on that locked screen. For example, I've got... If there's any recent email that come in, there's a little like breakdown of the email that's there. 
It'll let me see my calendar with the next five or ten events that are coming up on my calendar. Mm-hmm. It also shows the weather. And I use the phone a lot just to open it up and see what the weather is, you know? Right. So this IntelliScreen lets me do those kind of cool things. And it also supports some finger swiping. If I swipe uh, across the clock, it'll flip that screen over, and I can see some RSS feeds. I can also see sports scores if I want them. So it's very, very cool. Yeah, when I had my I broke or my broke jailbroken iPhone, I also installed that and really enjoyed it. Um, and the thing is, is that uh, that is stuff that is just why is it not on the iPhone? Well, rumor has it. Um, I guess there's some kind of patent something or others out there that Apple has that look suspiciously like IntelliScreen. Okay, and this was this was published after IntelliScreen came out that shows. Uh, the display of content on that lock screen, which to me is a no-brainer. You know, I, I, there's no reason I need to go into my phone to see what my next four appointments are, or to see, um, you know, something like the weather, or to see if if I got like three R, you know, three SMS messages. Who are they from? You know, there's stuff like that that I, I think is important. You know, I want to see how many unread emails I have on my screen. Now, Windows Mobile, you know, it's awful, right? Yeah, but, but it Windows has it. it. It has something called the, the Today Screen, which is you know, which is cool because it's got like a rundown of all of all the stuff that's going on in your life for that day. I think the iPhone really does need to have that. If it's not provided by IntelliSync, it should be provided by Apple. I agree. I, I tell you, the, that was the that was the biggest thing that I I hated moving from. I actually moved from using a Windows Mobile device, a Pocket PC from uh, HP, mm-hmm. uh, over to an iPod. And I tell you, the biggest thing that I missed was the today screen. Having just you know one click of the button to you know light up the screen, and then having a real quick overview of what's going on there. Mm-hmm. And and that I would love to have that on my iPhone, just the main unlock screen. But yeah. uh, you know, it, uh, of course, you have to pay for Intelli IntelliScreen, screen, don't you? Yeah, it's uh, it's on sale right now for like nine dollars. So I'm playing with it now. I, I I doubt I'll buy it, but it's just very interesting that why can't Apple do this? Right. You know? Absolutely. I mean, and they can obviously, but they just won't. <laughs> exactly. It, yeah, just, there's a lot of things that Apple should do on the iPhone, and they won't copy and paste. Exactly, copy and paste. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, that's frustrating. So uh, I want to tell you about uh, a new, not a new, it's probably been out forever. I just found it. Um, But I want to talk about some iPhone applications. Sure. I've got one or two that I wouldn't mind talking about myself. I want to tell you, I have deleted Twitterific. Okay. I have deleted Twitter phone. Okay. I have deleted Twitter later. All right. Uh, What what other iPhone application or Twitter applications have there been? I don't know. I use Twinkle. I, I had Twinkle. I deleted Twinkle. Okay. I now only have one Twitter apple application on my phone. It is called Tweety. T W E E T I E. Tweety. Tweety. Okay. Two dollars and ninety nine cents. It does everything I want it to do. Number one, I can have multiple uh, Twitter ID accounts logged in. So at the same time, uh, uh, well, I mean, yeah, technically, I mean, you you have to thumb through them, but uh, of course, it's you know, it's technically it's it's going in and um, 
you're you're it's checking the stuff as you click on the button but i can go in and i'm on the accounts page i click gspn and it and it by default pulls up my tweets screen and it Mm -hmm. and i mean it loads really fast all the tweets and here's the cool thing i can click on any tweet and it highlights it takes me to that tweet and if i hit the reply button i get Mm -hmm. the option to either reply publicly or a direct message and okay. it's amazing. You know, some applications have one, some have the other. Uh, some, and, and here's, here's the really cool thing. A lot of these applications allow you to, you, they have a separate tab for at replies and a separate tab for direct messages. And uh, the problem I was having was uh, with the applications that had, let's say, the direct messages. If I click on a direct message and I want to reply, well, I can only reply with a direct message. And so with with this Tweety application, I can hit reply and I get to choose to reply to that direct message with an at reply, which is public, or I can reply with a direct message. And here's where it becomes more important is on the other applications where I had the separate tab for at replies. When I when I would hit at reply, it didn't give me an option to send a direct message or you know to have either or this one again lets me have either or. The yeah, other- see, twink- Twinkle's the same way. If I highlight a message, uh-huh. there's three options, public reply, send private message, or reping original. Right. So, I can, so I, can, I can retweet it out, which is pretty cool. Too. Yeah, and this, this also has the retweet option as well. Um, it has the ability to get this. I can delete direct messages right from the application. Mm-hmm. I love that. Um, not only can I do that, but I can uh, favorite and unfavorite items. There is also, if you click on more, you can go in and follow. You know how it's how search.twitter has the the trends. It actually has what the current trends are. So it has the top oh, 10 that's pretty cool. trends yeah. is on there. And not only that, but you can also search. Um, you can do a live search of search.twitter.com, which is the old Samai service. And you can save those searches as ongoing things. You just click on that tab and it'll tell you what's going on with everybody's talking about whatever th- search you want. Now that is pretty cool. So and and the thing is is I can go in and and just with two clicks of the button I'm back to the accounts page and then I can go into, you know, GSPN plus and and have and do a look at just a quick glance of only what's going on with plus members. Yeah. And and I just it's just really cool. I I love that I can do that. Before what I was doing is I would sign in as GSPN on Twitterific and I would try, sign in as GSPN plus on uh, Twitter phone, but mm-hmm. now I can have one application and go in between them and and do all your response. I could load up you know five six different Twitter accounts. I think it's awesome. And it's called Tweety T W E E T I E, and it's two dollars and ninety nine cents. And as far as I'm concerned, it replaced all the other applications for me. Yeah, I'm. I sadly I'm going to stay with Twinkle because Twinkle's awesome. Okay, I. I <laughs> but- <laughs> Twinkle was a little we, Twinkle's the one where I couldn't tell which application uh or you know cuz does, doesn't Twinkle give you the ability to connect people that aren't on Twitter? Yeah, it, it Tapulous has their own network it kind of piggybacks with with Twitter. Yeah. So like let's say if if you and I both had Twinkle, I could see your 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 pings based on your location, which is kind of cool. Yeah, so so I, I'm I'm it was it just seemed a little overkill for me, and, and I'm not a big location based person, so 
Yeah, well, yeah. I've discovered some some new people based on that, you know, with similar interest. But um, yeah, that's cool, man. I, I saw that one the other day, and uh, I, I guess the, the the price. I was like, eh, you know, Twitter uh, Twinkle does everything I want. So, but um, does twi- one of- the question? I'm sorry, and I'll let you go on. Does Twinkle do multiple accounts though? No, see, I don't have multiple see, accounts. So. See that 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 was yeah. the that was the that was the real. Um, deal breaker for me, or, or actually deal maker for me. You know, for two ninety nine, yeah. two dollars and ninety nine cents, I wanted to have the ability to sign in to multiple accounts was huge for me. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm, yeah, I'm, you've got you've got a need for that. So exactly, and, and here's the big thing, and, and the use for it is like uh, I'm thinking about creating a a user ID for the Gray's podcast, and I'm going to start going in and sign in as the Gray's podcast Twitter ID. And I will then I can do some I I can do search for Grey's Anatomy on Grey's Anatomy night and I can go in and start following people who are talking about Grey's Anatomy. Mm -hmm. See, that's cool. Yeah. So anyway. All right. (laughs) So tell me about yours. Okay, I've got a couple of them, but uh, the first one I want to talk about, it's not on our list here. And I just I was looking through my iPhone and I remembered I, I got this the other day. Um. There is a, a genre of games on your computer that you can play called tower defense games. And what these are is you've got some bad guys coming from one side of your screen, and they've got to get to the other, other side of your screen, and you build little turrets and laser beams and stuff like that to stop them, right? Mm-hmm. There's a game on the iPhone that came out that does this called Field Runners, and it's, it is super fun. Uh, you, you build, like, you know... Like I said, laser beams and goo guns and stuff like that, and it it's just a very very cool game. It's kind of puzzly. You have to build like little paths for them to walk around to so you can destroy them and stuff. But it's it's a really cool uh, cool game. And uh, I got that one. And then there's another one called Flick Fishing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Field Runners, I think it's like five bucks. Okay. Uh, Flick Flick Fishing is ninety nine cents, and it's a fishing game for the iPhone and uh it's really really good. You actually kind of flick your iPhone and uh you know the, the line drops in the water and then you know when a when a fish hits the line it vibrates and you you wind it up with your finger. So it's pretty it's pretty cool. So you like the cuz I, I I saw that and I'm not a big fish person fishing person myself but uh and neither the, am I. The, the, <laughs> this, the the application looks cool. Do you now do you cast the real cast the line out by tossing the phone? Well, not literally throwing the phone. No, but no, yeah, you. Yeah, but, yeah, 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 yeah. The the forward motion of the phone. Um, and, but uh, yeah, it's it's very cool. I've got one more app, actually two more that I want to talk about. If you don't mind, that's fine. Well, let's take turns because I still have some more I wanted to share. Do it, do it, do it. All right. So um, I heard about a lot about this uh, book reader, um, this e reader called Classics. Have you heard about this? Uh, no, I haven't. I use um. Oh, what is that one I was using? Uh, stanza. Okay. Well, I haven't I haven't tried Stanza yet, but uh, the, the this book uh, this application called Classics is just absolutely very cool. It has um, these classic books like Robinson Crusoe. Um, it's got Alice in Wonderland, Call of the Wild, The Jungle Book, Paradise Lost, Huckleberry Finn. All these public domain books in mm-hmm. here. And um, yes, Tommy is asking in the chat room, is it a pay application? I think it was 99 cents. But um, it's got this really neat interface where basically you you click on one of the titles of the books and it opens up. And to flip the page, you can actually either tap in the bottom left or bottom right. But you can actually flip like you would normally flip a uh, paperback page. 
you would do the same thing to to flip the page and it has a nice nice um animation that gives you the look and the feel and even has a sound effect of a page turning <laughs> really great as far as the uh the the readability of it um i'm definitely gonna check it out now what is uh stanza is that a free application it is stanza does a lot of the same thing uh you can go to an online catalog and and find out what books you want the the thing that i like about and i don't know if classics does this or not this also supports magazines okay so if you go to uh like uh feed i'm trying to remember what it is uh newspapers and magazines is, is the section you've got um the Atlantic, BBC, The Guardian, Wired, The Economist, New York Times, Time Magazine, USA Today, The Wall Street Journal. Uh, all these papers, and, and, and some of them have full content. Some of them are summaries. Like The, the New York Times and USA Today are summaries. But like uh, The Guardian and the BBC, those are all full. It, you, know, you can download them and, and, uh, and read it in that way. I think you can also put PDFs on here. Plus, you can get things from Project Gutenberg. Uh, all sorts of stuff. So it's pretty cool. Very cool. So for those who like to read, uh, there are two different applications for you to choose from. Uh, yeah, with, go ahead with your next one. Um, let me see if I can if I can get it here. Uh, hold on one second. <laughs> I want to see if you can hear it. Is the okay. thing. Uh, it's launching, so it's you know it's really. That, that's the thing. Some, some of these apps take a really long time to launch. So can you hear this? Can you hear that? Yeah, the Price is Right. Yeah, there's a Price is Right game for the iPhone. No way. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Uh, you, know, you play Plinko and all sorts of stuff like that. And uh, it's got the uh, the announcer from the prices, right? Not the old announcer, not Rod Roddy, because you know he passed away. Right. Uh, but the guy who was doing it, you know, before Bob retired, and and now that um, uh, Drew Carey's doing it. But it's it's pretty cool. You know, you can bet one dollar on items and play. It's got the my favorite prices right game of all time, the mountain climber game, and it's got the music and stuff to it. So th- this is a neat little app. Uh, so yeah, it's it's you know it cost a couple bucks, but um, you know I I. I it's pretty cool. That is awesome. And then uh, there's finally a free one I got for you called Backgrounds, and I saw this one on the most popular, fr- uh, the most popular, um, like the most popular free apps. Yeah. Uh, this one, it, it's weird. It does one thing, but it's very cool. Um, I, I like to change my background a okay. lot, and it, it, generally the way you have to work, you either have to take a picture with your on your iPhone. Or sync your photos up with iPhoto up to your phone. It's just a giant hassle, right? right? Well, this backgrounds app, what it does is it goes to a repository online and looks. It has a bunch, and you could submit your own. It's got a bunch of of screen formatted backgrounds, and you can go through and look uh, like you if you want like holiday themes or, or cars or sports themes or whatever. You choose the theme you want. You preview it. It looks good. You hit the button. It puts it in your photos section, and then you can make it your background. Right. So it, it's just it's a, a a silly little app, but you know you can set your backgrounds to to whatever you want. It's pretty cool. Very cool. Um, I I saw that I just downloaded backgrounds for the first time. By the way, while you were telling me about it, but I've seen it in there forever. The only thing I don't like about backgrounds is the fact that you can't make it change it on the home screen. I want I want it to be the background on the home screen as well. 
Oh uh, yeah, in order to do that, like you, like where your all your icons and stuff are. Yeah, I, when I jailbroke my phone, I was able to do it, and it was really cool. Yeah, if you use something like Winterboard, you could do that. But yeah, on yeah. The, yeah, but you have to jailbreak. Exactly. Which is kind of a bummer. Come on, Apple, yeah. <laughs> get with it, folks. So, uh, oh yeah, I see the Merry Christmas. I, I'm going to make myself a Merry Christmas one. There you go. See, myself. it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's. it's it's kind of clunky. I mean, it won't automatically do it, but it puts it in your photos list, and then you go into your photos and select it oh, as a background. Is that what happened? Oh, okay. So yeah. it's, it's kind of saving it, it as if I just took the picture. Exactly. Yeah, gotcha. it's kind of it's got to you know work within the confines of the SDK. Yeah, that's so. crazy. Come on, Apple. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm actually changing that to my uh, use as a wallpaper. I just changed my wallpaper to a Merry Christmas with the big old uh, ornaments and greenage and red and gold and i'm feeling all in the spirit of christmas now very cool all right so um another application i have that's free we haven't talked about it before the weather channel application okay exactly i i you know i think uh it might have been tommy who's in our chat room here that uh he says cliff is hard on apple i am not i I, well i am hard on apple I, i expect more from them come on apple Anyway, um, but any, yeah, the Weather Channel application, uh, it should basically be the application that just replaces the weather application on your iPhone. It is awesome. It gives you current weather conditions, hourly weather conditions. It will give you a 36-hour or a 10-day forecast. I mean, it gives you everything. But also, I'm going to play this. It's actually loading right now. It will give you a video of the most recent uh, weather forecast. So give me one second. I'm doing this via 3G right now. So I'm going to hit play right now. Here you go. What's up, video? Yes. Currently, the temperature is 51 degrees. Oh, so, I'm so jealous. Yeah, and, and it's giving you the radar. It's showing you the radar screens in video. And then that it'll actually, it, they have people over at the Weather Channel. Here you go. moves up into the interior of the northeast. We've got a broad northwesterly flow taking over for the mid-Atlantic region. That's actually going to clear things out nicely in the Carolinas. But notice that we've got some showers coming into the Richmond area in the morning, probably about 48 degrees. Going on into Tuesday night, still lingering snow showers along Skyline Drive and up into the 81 corridor, just reaching over the Appalachians. And, of course, it's showing me the Cincinnati weather and, and stuff as he's as he's doing it. I mean, it's fully customized to your region. That's cool. How much was that a free app? It's or? a free application. Nice. Absolutely, uh, man. So check that one out. It's the Weather Channel. And, of course, you can program in multiple uh, locations and everything, just like everything else. So it's a really cool application. And then... Um, I think I had one other one that I really wanted to share. Did, have we talked about the fact that Google has the uh, voice search? Did we talk about that one already? No, uh, it is awesome, though. It is really cool. And, and I mean, if you're in a place where there's not a lot of background noise, fairly, very accurate. Yeah, I... <laughs> It never fails, man. Every time, as you know, my my wife's not huge into the technology. I mean, she like downloads podcasts and she's really getting around on Facebook and doing all sorts of good stuff. We won't we won't go into her uh, crusade on Facebook, but it's awesome. Okay. Um, (laughs) 
every time I try to show her something awesome on the iPhone, it never works the way I want it to. Really? Something, something always happens. Like, <laughs> I, I went to show her this Google app, and I'm like, I said something. I can't remember what I said into the, into the phone, but it was completely the, the wrong thing. So I'm like, let me try it again. So I tried it again. Again, the completely wrong thing. It's just like, it's, technology just is just like, it's like it's kryptonite when I try to show her. It just it totally flips out. Well, so I, I've yet to make it work. I am going to uh, show you another application here. Um, yeah, but go- the Google search is really neat, so you don't have to actually type it in. You can actually speak it if it works. Um, but I want to give you a demonstration of Uflute. Have you heard about Uflute? No. All right. So you're, you're actually watching me on the Ustream camera, right? Uh, I am now. Okay. Watch this. Hold on, let me turn my mic up, and I gotta turn the volume. Here you go. I'm actually I'm I'm actually blowing wind into my microphone, and it and it makes this flute go. Do you hear that? Yep. That is it is really cool. So basically, you can play wind instruments. And it, and what it does is it takes the microphone, the wind, the noise level of the microphone, and converts that into wind that would normally go into a wind instrument. That's and, awesome. And it has because of the multi-touch, it gives you the ability to cho- uh, choose which uh, which holes you're covering up with your fingers. That's awesome. Yep. I think they've got like an ocarina too. So if you want to play the ocarina. There is all kinds of awesome stuff out there. But uh, I'll tell you what, we're already running up at 53 minutes in this Help I Got a Mac podcast. And, of course, uh, this is one of the episodes that we release for free every other week. We give you a free episode of the Help I Got a Mac podcast right now. And uh, we do that because we want to let you know that this podcast is here and we are here to answer your questions. We didn't have any questions this week. So uh, you can give us a call, area code 859-795-4067, and you can ask any questions you want whatsoever, and we will try to answer them for you, help you uh, figure out how to use that Mac computer that you just got for Christmas, or you're thinking about getting for Christmas, you want to ask some questions, we're here to help. Uh, But also, uh, there's a whole community behind this, and it's not just me, it's not just Chris, there's so much more, and uh, I've got two people who want to tell you about why they became a Plus member, so here's here's Murphy to tell why he became a Plus member. Hey Cliff, this is Murphy from Louisiana, and just want to call and say I signed up for the Plus membership. I've been around since since early parts of uh, GSPN, back when the Lost podcast began, and... uh, even listen to some of the church um, podcasts you had before. Just want to say I'm glad to support y'all and uh, always be around to listen and hope to hear from y'all soon. Thanks. Bye. All righty. And here is Jenny H. Hi, my name is Jenny and I'm from Rochester, New York. I'm a mother of a young son and I work full time and I spend a lot of time listening to GSPN podcasts. I started listening because I was into Lost and I was looking for Lost podcasts and I can't believe what I found in GSPN in just the the inspiration and sense of community that I feel by listening to their podcast. I really feel connected to Cliff and Stephanie and it's really important to me and I, I think it's changing my life. It's inspiring me to live better and 
I'm just so thankful for all that they do, and that's why I'm a Plus member, and I'm really proud of that fact. Awesome. Chris, I'll tell you, I'm so excited. Before you and I started recording tonight, we just added two new Plus members. We're now at 185 Plus members, and it is my personal goal to get to 200 Plus members by the end of this week to start November off with the, with the even 200. And we December. Yes, to start December <laughs> off. I'm sorry. And, uh, of course, the goal for December is so outrageously huge that I won't overburden anybody with that right now. But uh, it's a big one. But uh, the the first goal, though, is to get to 200-plus members. And if anybody's out there and you've been on the fence, uh, the Help I Got a Mac podcast is is a place where you know we give you an episode every single week if you're a Plus member. And there's a lot of other content. But uh, really, if you have questions, go to gspn.tv slash about. Read about what we're all about, what, why we do the things we do. And, of course, uh, if you're considering uh, becoming a Plus member, don't put it off any longer. Just go on over to gspn.tv slash plus. All righty. Chris, anything else before we go? Uh, have a, uh, if you're in the United States and you celebrate Thanksgiving, have a good turkey day. Absolutely. Lots of don't, turkey. Don't, don't eat too much. Are you going to deep fry a turkey, Chris? Deep frying uh, like some turkey breast. Then we got a big 20 some odd pound turkey. We're, we're cooking up normal style. Very awesome. Stephanie and I are going to spend the holidays uh, here. Uh, we're going to a little. Uh, my parents are uh, paid for us to go on a little dinner cruise in the early, nice. early di- part of the day. And then after that, the parents have bought a place down in Gatlinburg, Tennessee that they're uh, hosting this weekend. So it's going to be awesome. All right. See you. Talk to you all later.